millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't aspire to make a living. Aspire to make a difference. Denzel Washington. everyone in between, I hope you're having a good day, and the day you deserve. This is Stuart, welcome back to the podcast, where we're going to deep dive into topics of personal growth, self-help, fitness, mental health, and accountability. So I'd ask for a moment of your time, if you could hit the notifications bell on whatever streaming platform you are currently listening to this podcast on, it really helps in this universe. If you have the option, please hit the like button, or the dislike, or leave a review. It really helps me try and grow as a creator, as a podcaster, and if anything does resonate with you today, maybe consider sharing it with a friend. If you want an enemy, maybe a lover, we'll leave it with those three. Thank you very much. So today's topic is somewhat controversial, yet it's profoundly liberating in the concept, and that is, you will never be good enough, and that's okay. And I take that quote um, (laughs) from not the most ridiculous of places, I just finished watching Encanto, and if you remember, Mirabel has this one line to her grandmother where she goes, I will never be good enough for you, will I? And in my head, I'm just like, I'm not screaming, but I'm just saying, that's okay. You don't need to be good enough. You tried your best. But let's start with the hard truth. The myth of perfection. Perfection is is so elusive. You will never reach that precipice. It's the standard that so many of us chase and so many of us destroy our lives chasing. And I am one of them. Growing up, I had a horrific, horrific complex where... If I was not close to perfect in terms of my academics, in terms of my appearance, in terms of how I would have deemed acceptable to be, which was nothing short of perfection, then I felt like a failure and I would not even try. I had a natural ability for dancing when I was much, much, much younger. 
but I wasn't the best, so I didn't bother. I had a natural flair for the dramatics, but I wasn't getting cast in the lead roles in school or community productions. I am a a, a 10 to 15 year old, and I had put this pressure onto myself that I just wasn't good enough. What's the point of even trying? But then I would constantly point the finger in every other direction by myself. And my father gave me a great quote once, which actually came from a moment of discourse between us where we were having quite the argument where he says, you are very good at pointing the fingers to yours, but you need to realize when you always point a finger at someone, there are four pointing back at you. Close your hand right now. And I don't know what way you're pointing your fingers, but I currently have three plus my thumb if I skew it ever so slightly. But the, the, but the impact and the, and the, the concept was there for me. And it really helped me understand that, this fundamentally unattainable goal is the process of trying to find growth. By its very nature, it implies that we are constantly trying to evolve and learn, and thus with every step, we step away from being perfect. When you are perfect, you need not try to improve yourself, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I've other words in my head, but I don't think I'd be allowed to use them on the podcast. But here's where the humane fact kicks in. It is said it takes over 10,000 hours to become an expert, proficient in any skill of whatever domain you want to be in. This idea, popularized by researchers and thought leaders and motivational speakers, just about quantifying effort. It's about highlighting the journey, the persistence, the countless trials and errors and failures you will face that is involved in attaining mastery. So, like if I was to give some books that I have thoroughly, I won't say enjoyed because it definitely felt a lot like I was being called out by these books. (laughs) Quite a lot, actually. And then I would give these books to um, other um, thought leaders and friends and advocates of mental health. And the messages I would get back sometimes would be, why did you give me this book? Why why do you think I need to know this or X, Y, Z? Because it was very much a case of they are calling you out on the stuff you're lacking, which is more or less the idealization that you don't need to be perfect and you need to know that you will suck certain points in your life i was about to say some other words and again i can't with this podcast i'm getting too comfortable talking i have to say but the books anyway are the 48 laws of power by robert green and this is the power dynamics um and it's a stark reminder that striving for perfection will lead us down a path of manipulation and sabotage especially self-sabotage if you try and strive for something like perfection which is so unattainable you will constantly think that you will never have the ability or the quality to even be a substandard um, person to what you want to be. It's about embracing our imperfections that empower us, drive us forward, allow a, a more authentic expression of growth. Awaken the giant within Tony Robbins. Since I started this podcast or even my social media career, public figure, mental health advocate, I have always gone back to this book. 
Robbins encourages us to take control of our mental and emotional state, acknowledging that we will never be good enough by an external standard of the fear of perfection or not reaching it, but we are free to define what success means to us on our terms. And a new one that I've just finished reading is Stop Overthinking by Nick Trenton. Trenton tackles the paralysis of perfectionism where, you know, or it's caused where you think that you are never going to achieve the time, space, or acknowledgement that you have tried so hard, you should be the center stage lead, you should be the best dancer, you should be the best athlete, the best mathematician, the best worker. But everything, everything goes back to fear and how that would actually root you from even attempting. And something that I've had to deal with, especially recently, um, to a very dark, detrimental place in my own, um, let's say, personal life, is what is the point in living if you are rooted to the spot, unable to move or grow? Even with this podcast, you know, so many weeks I was rooted in fear. I'm not correct to be talking about anything to do with mental health. Look at my life. How can I in any way embrace what I am preaching? How can I help other people? And the answer is very selfish if this was to be the the reference and it's I help myself. I take a step each day, every day for myself to move forward and to grow, to find the happiness that I have been professing. I now, I guess for the last two years that we all deserve and hopefully that will help you dear listener you my friend my enemy my lover i don't think any of my enemies or my lovers would be listening to this but if you are hey how are we doing i hope you're having a good day sorry i i went off on a bit of a waffle um the last book is the mountain is you by brianna weist weist and her work on self-sabotage and personal transformation reinforces the idea that the biggest obstacle we face is ourselves. We are our own mountain. We have to accept our flaws and our limitations, and that is the first step in overcoming them. You are never going to be good enough, and that is okay. So, like, how would we apply these understandings in our everyday life? First, it's about saying realistic goals, whether it's in fitness or where incremental improvements lead to lasting change or in mental health, where self-compassion becomes a tool for healing. It's about progress. In interpersonal development, like acknowledging our imperfections can often enhance our connection with ourselves because that's authenticity and it breeds authenticity. By being open with our flaws, we'd invite others to do the same. We foster a deeper, more meaningful relationships with people. If we show warts and all, if you remember, I love how this is a reference. If you remember the movie Shrek 2, where Fiona's mother and father, at the very end of the movie, the father gets turned back into a frog. And it turns out he was always the frog prince. The, the wife still loved the husband, even though he changed into the perfect man for her. The exact same way that Shrek changed into the perfect man he thought Fiona wanted. By being authentic with yourselves, you nurture such a strong bond with other people 
at not only yourself but with other people that the connection is steadfast so accountability doesn't mean beating ourselves up for not meeting impossible standards it means setting achievable goals reflecting on progress adjusting strategies and owning your journey adjusting going with the flow I encourage you, if you don't mind, to take a moment for yourself now and reflect on areas of your life that you've had in the pursuit of some form of perfection. It might be in work, in life, in relationships, and what has held you back from that, from achieving that at perfect perfection, that perfect moment. How can embracing "you're not good enough" liberate you? What are your what are your thoughts on this, your stories? Let us know in the Discord when this podcast goes live. I'd love to listen and to hear your views. I'm going to read a quote from the 48 Laws of Power. Many a serious thinker has been produced in prisons, where we have nothing to do but think. Like this anecdote, it, it kind of illustrates how constraints and imperfections can lead to profound insights and personal power. Manipulation on like power dynamics that may not directly promote mental health, but understanding these dynamics can empower you to navigate social environments more effectively, reducing the feelings of helplessness and boosting self-confidence. I mean, like if we were to go with uh, a giant within, you know, focusing on taking control of your life and mastering your own emotions, your physical health, relationship, and finances, a big thing with Tony is like, um, if you can keep yourself sane, then you can keep yourself free. But Awaken the Giant Within would be a call to action to take charge of your emotional states, whereas as 48 Laws of Power would be able to navigate through them. If you can't, you must, and if you must, you can. That, that, that's, um, sorry, I'm losing myself in my notes. That is from Awaken the Giant Within, where, you know, promoting the belief that facing things head-on cannot lead to anything else than personal growth. There is something called commitment therapy, ACT, it would be, um, acceptance and commitment therapy that teaches the value of accepting thoughts and feelings without judgment while commenting on the actions that align with one's values even in the presence of obstacles i am not in any way shape or form a professional psychiatrist or psychologist i would not go into more depth than that but i found that through stop overthinking by nick trenton emphasizing self-compassion for the actions we take in certain circumstances but not holding on to the judgment and trying to figure out why we did certain things in certain moments. All of these books have such unique lenses on personal growth and mental health to achieve that sense of empowerment in one's life. If I could swing this back and talk about uh, my personal life in the realm of fitness, like the principle of progressive overload is a testament to like the value of acknowledging your current limitations, methodology and working to extend it. This principle allows us to not just selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Have a manageable difficulty, but be able to acquire the skill to deal with more. And this leads to optimal growth, you know, when challenges are either too easy or just not hard enough. You can squat 100 kg, okay? The next time you go in, you put on a little bit more weight, a little bit more weight, until all of a sudden you realize that it's 120 kg, 140, 160. If I could ever deadlift over 160. But if we were to bring this back towards mental health and just interpersonal development, you're going to have to push yourself into spaces that you are not comfortable being in in order to grow i mean similarly with mental health in the practice of self-compassion as championed by psychologist uh, dr Kristen neff offers the path through where individuals can accept their perceived inadequacies understand their universality and maintain kindness towards themselves if we vulnerability um like as discussed by dr Brene brown you know a research professor, we've read some of her books, who has spent decades studying courage and vulnerability, shame and empathy, and how they all play crucial roles in building connections. Brown's work underscores the idea that vulnerability is not a weakness, but is a true pathway to belonging and joy and self-acceptance. And Embracing accountability, accountability in this context means accepting the responsibility for our growth and our well-being and acknowledging that our current limitations and taking consistent, imperfect steps towards our goals is life, is the journey. This concept is echoed in your goal setting in self-regulation strategies. It involves setting specific achievable goals, monitoring the progress and adjusting behaviors. If you want to lose a certain amount of weight, you need to check what your calories are and you need to reduce it. You need to add in exercise. If you need to get a certain amount of hours sleep, you need to put the phone away after a while so that you can actually fall asleep when you go to bed. If you need to get certain projects finished within a time scope, you need to have time management skills. Self-regulation is key. It involves maintaining one's thoughts, emotions, and behaviors to achieve long-term goals. And by setting your realistic goals and gradually working towards them, individuals can improve their self-regulation capacities, leading to better outcomes, more disciplines in various areas of life, including personal development, health, and relationships. Now, the acceptance of imperfections does align with 
therapeutic approaches that would emphasize self-acceptance, like cognitive behavioral therapy, which is CBT, or acceptance and commitment therapy, ACT, which encourages individuals to accept their thoughts, their feelings, rather than fight against them. Again, I'm not a practitioner. I'm not a expert. I'm, I'm really, I'm a fool with a microphone, aren't I? But at least if you are aware that there are such therapies out there, it could benefit to you. And moreover, the concept of accountability when framed positively can enhance an individual's sense of agency or control over your own life, which is a significant protective factor against mental challenges, mental health challenges. Um, I recently had, for lack of a better phrase, my world turned topsy-turvy. And I had one of two choices that I made in less than 3.5 seconds. Was I going to react in a heightened state of emotion? Or was I going to accept that this is currently the circumstances I and other individuals are in right now? And we will work through that. For what it was, obviously I'm like very distressed by it. But that doesn't mean that me exploding... And not being able to account for and control or highlight my heightened sense of awareness and emotion in this current situation. And all I can say is, que sera sera, whatever shall be, shall be. Being able to hold yourself accountable, not only for the emotions that you feel during a time, a space, a situation, but also how then you re-interact with other individuals or your environment, greatly plays on how you see yourself peace again i know i'm completely segueing away from this whole topic it's just for me a realistic goal that i've tried to set for myself is i'm not going to just blow up in heightened states of emotion being angry being sad even being elated to some points for me the initial outline right now is to cultivate a structure a resilience, an ability to bounce back from setbacks. Um, and that's, I believe, I, I truly believe, personal and crucial for growth, for mental health. So what I would say, like, if you were to talk about positivity, emphasize the role of resilience in overcoming life's challenges. Like, three factors uh, contribute to, like, resilience. A positive attitude and I'm, when I say positive attitude, I mean you look for the best possible outcome. You don't stay toxically positive constantly. That is quite detrimental. The ability to reframe failures as learning opportunities. And a strong support network. I want to ask a question, popularized by Daniel Goleman. Um, and I really, I never know how to approach this in a in a personal interaction or let's say in an in-person interaction <laughs> and it's to do around emotional intelligence i don't know how do you how do you start a conversation or segue a conversation being like how is your emotional intelligence because for a lot of the time and especially myself i will feel taken aback by someone asking me this you know the ability to recognize understand or manage your own emotions i am a grown-ass adult man i should be able to do that completely and then I see times when I am, like I said earlier, in heightened states of emotion and I have a fear that I am going to blow up. 
But for emotional intelligence, it's associated with better mental health, being able to rein yourself in. Stronger relationships are cultivated and a greater success in navigating life's challenges. You know, it's developed through practice such as self-reflection, empathy training and communication skills. So the big question is, how do you implement the change when overcoming these obstacles? And I guess it's particularly directed at self change because it's often fraught with challenges. You can't, like I said earlier, point the finger and have three pointing back at you and say someone else needs to change before you do. You can change everything in life. That is the one thing we have on this world that no one can truly take from us. And that is our choice. And implementing change often requires breaking down goals into manageable steps like we've talked about before, monitoring your progress, adjusting the planes when needed, behavioral strategies um, such as saying specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals. Now, this is something called SMART goals. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. This... um, is supported by, I guess, quite a lot of research as it's an effective method method of facilitating change, not only um, to your personal well-being, but also cognitively. It's an immense form of discipline. And overcoming these obstacles is an inevitable part of, I mean, the journey towards personal growth and cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, offers tools for addressing the distortions, I guess, that can turn obstacles into like insurmountable mountains, if I can go back to Brianna, or barriers, by challenging negative thoughts and patterns and replacing them with realistic and positive ones. You, you the individual, can reduce the impact of setbacks on your life and maintain the momentum to keep moving forward. Like I always say, it's one step, even if that step is an inch, a toenail. That still counts. If I can talk about the um, the founder, the founder of cognitive behavioral therapy, his name is Aaron Beck. Okay, and he emphasizes the importance on recognizing and challenging automatic negative thoughts that can derail efforts to change. When you can identify these, and this is going back way to the beginning of this episode where I was talking about, you know, feeling like a failure and that you will never be good enough and there's no point in even trying, or just having those negative thoughts seep in to the narrative that you have in the moment, you know, by assessing and identifying these thoughts with accuracy, you can develop a more empowering narrative about the ability to overcome the obstacle that you have right there and achieve, let's say, the the set out goal now it always comes back and i do always emphasize that healthy relationships are foundations for our mental and emotional well-being not only with other individuals but with ourselves and with the people you want to cultivate those relationships and those connections with you don't need to have everyone accept you in your life and you don't need to accept everyone into your life Enhance your life experience and contribute to your sense of identity and belonging to yourself. But effective communication skills is crucial in building and maintaining healthy relationships with other people and yourself. It involves not only conveying one's thoughts and honest feelings clearly by listening and actively trying to be empathetic, but having 
the stability for a relationship and to analyze and highlight the importance of the communication that you're trying to have together in building trust and intimacy. Like setting healthy boundaries is another crucial aspect of sustaining relationships. Boundaries help define that we are comfortable with and how we wish to be treated by others and also giving respect to others in how you wish to be treated by them. Mindfulness and self-reflection are supported by a wealth of research indicating their benefits for mental health, including reducing the symptoms of mental health disorders, improving the quality of life, and similarly, the skills necessary for building and maintaining healthy relationships, such as effective communication and boundary setting. These are recognized within, like so many practices, as vital for an individual and a relationship. As we draw to a close, you are never going to be perfect and your relationships are never going to be perfect. But I hope what we've explored today has given you some kind of insight. Like this conversation has been woven with intricacies of personal development, self-help, psychiatric, mental health, the crucial role of accountability in our lives and we have delved into the reassuring concept that even though you will never be good enough that's perfectly okay for you to still have a perfect day embracing our imperfections are stepping stones to growth and self-discovery from the offset we've explored the significance of accepting our limitations while continuously striving for improvement guided by you know authors supported thought speakers, professional psychiatrists, medical insights. We've journeyed through quite an important topic today of setting realistic goals and why they are needed to not be perfect. The power of resilience and emotional intelligence, the art of cultivating mindfulness and its benefits. So as we conclude today's episode, I invite you to join this community by liking, commenting, or hitting that notification bell for This Is Stuart on whatever streaming platform you have. I hope we engage to broaden our community, allowing us to share more messages of hope, resilience, and growth with a wider audience. If today's discussion did resonate with you, please consider reviewing our show and sharing it with someone who might find value in the exploration of interpersonal development. Today, we foster a supportive network for individuals committed to personal and collective growth. Thank you for being a part of today's conversation. Hey, this is Stuart. Let's chat soon, okay? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.